Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Now on Drama on One, continuing our season of Long Story Short, this week's offering is Rainbow Baby. Written by John O'Donnell and starring Aveen McGinnity. Trying unsuccessfully for a baby has left Marion devastated, which pushes her to take drastic action. Listeners are advised that the play contains subject matter that some may find upsetting. This is Rainbow Baby by John O'Donnell. How are you and Joey getting on now, Marion? How would you assess your relationship now on a, on a scale of one to ten? Leslie Dorn is a psychiatrist here at the farm. She's allowed to ask. Two, I want to answer. Which might even be an overstatement, because although I did what I did for both of us, Joey still doesn't understand and doesn't want to talk about it. You just need to get well, Marion, he says each time he visits. And when I try explaining, he sighs and folds his arms. I look across the desk at Leslie. Seven? And a half? Leslie makes a squiggle with her biro. And family? That word. I close my eyes. Your own family, I mean. Leslie says apologetically. Father, mother. Dad's five years gone now. Heart attack on the fourth green. My mother still plays sprightly in her slacks and sweater, scent of Sauvignon. The merry widow, they call her in the golf club. She did ask me one Sunday if there was a problem. Oh, we're in no hurry, I said, trying to smile as I rammed the dishes into the dishwasher. And is there a friend that you'd be close to? Leslie says, making another squiggle. Well, there's Eva. Twenty camels daily, Diamante nose stood in a tattoo of barbed wire around her ankle. You need to pack these in if you're serious about a sprog, Marion she said as we puffed away in the car park of St. Damien's where we both taught. I know, I said. The school bell clanged over the town I then, demanding our return. I tossed the fag end away after one last salt-sweet drag. There. I'm ready. And I was. The first time... After Joey and I'd come back from holidays in Malaga, Joey started calling it Jose. Although we didn't know yet if it was a boy or a girl, I wanted to tell Eva. But Joey wouldn't let me. So we didn't tell anyone, which, as it turns out, is just as well. Where the hospital is now, there used to be an actual farm with pigs and hens and fields of wheat... They sold the rest of the land off years ago, but you can still see where the barn was, and the yard, although now it's flower beds and polytunnels. The farm had been my barrister's idea. Just a couple of weeks, he said, though it turned out to be six. They'll do an assessment, which we can hand into court, bound to be of help, because nobody, nobody would have done what you did, Marion, unless they were, you know, fragile. When the barrister said this, Joey nodded sadly. 
although he wouldn't look at me. What happens when you stop liking the person you love? Because Joey did love me before this and he wanted one just as much as I did, maybe even more. When we went to see the consultant after the second time, Joey'd been the one that started crying. She wore bright red lipstick, that consultant. I remember her mouth glistening as she nudged the box of tissues towards us. It does happen. It happens. Explaining that this happens even to, healthy even to healthy couples. We walk around the grounds during the day between sessions, me and the other clients. They don't say patients here. In the evenings, we watch TV. What I like, though I've never watched them before, are the nature programmes. And the silence when it stops. This last time, you see, I'd been certain... Soon as I saw those two blue lines, this is it. I thought this is the one. I could feel the weightless fullness of it almost immediately. My body thickening, my breasts becoming tender. No morning sickness, but a sudden ravenous desire for toothpaste. I even thought I felt it fluttering inside me once. Though the consultant said, This was impossible so early on. You'd want to put his name down for St. Damien's, said Eva, giggling. What I want is for this to go full term. To be one of those mothers parading their bumps up and down the supermarket aisles. To walk past a playground and not feel an empty swing inside me creaking back and forth. To have someone on the bus smile and offer me their seat... I wanted to be able to pause and catch my breath and then breathe in again the wondrous strangeness of it happening to me and Joey, the two of us, the three of us. I wanted the shape of it growing within me and the daydreams about bedroom colours and the random chatter about names, even though Joey said that this time he didn't want to jinx it. And I wanted, I really did want the bone deep tiredness of it sinking me to the bottom of the sea until I'd wake up to find the ultrasound technician twinkling at me as she manoeuvred the transducer over the globe of our new world and pointed at the screen saying, there, there it is, look. But the technician shook her head. I'm sorry, she said. I'm really, really sorry. This is a profoundly distressing matter. Distressing for all concerned. The judge says slowly. He looks behind me at where Joey's sitting, with Eva on one side and the merry widow on the other. Because there's a baby-shaped hole in Joey's life as well, isn't there? My barrister glances back at me, a hopeful eyebrow raised. The judge scowls. I cannot, however, allow the seriousness of this offence to go unpunished. This time my barrister makes a face. Having regard, therefore, to the early guilty plea, the helpful psychiatric report of Dr Leslie Doran, the previous good record of the accused, 
the appropriate sentence is one of 18 months. <laughs> a sob behind me. It's Joey. His face bowed in his hands. The only other sound is the scratching of reporters' pens. The judge pauses, one eye on the press gallery, and continues. Which, in the circumstances, I will suspend on a number and of... And as he's listing off stipulations about treatment programmes and my continuing attendance at the farm, I look across to where the girl is, sandwiched between a police officer and a social worker, scrawny, pale... She could be one of those first years in St Damien's, though the prosecution said she'd been 16 when it happened. She doesn't seem triumphant or disappointed. She just seems stunned. And as I look at her, because this is the first time I've seen her since I saw her at the shopping centre, I wonder. I wonder. Who's minding the baby? Who's looking after him today? It was a boy, definitely. Wayne. Not the name I'd choose, but still. She'd been standing inside the entrance to one of the department stores, with her friend and a couple of young lads skitting about something on a mobile phone. What was she thinking, leaving the pram out there in the mall? I walked over and leaned in under the hood. He was asleep. <laughs> I could smell soda cream and talcum powder and that sweet new baby smell. Shh, 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 shh. You're so perfect. I lifted him out of the pram, very gently. Didn't want to wake him. He was wearing a multicoloured sleep suit. Like Like a little rainbow you are. I murmured, nuzzling his head. I tucked him under my coat and started walking down the concourse. I could hear her shouting. Wayne! Where's Wayne? I keep walking. The security guard outside Tesco's turns to look at me and the bundle I have swaddled in the crook of my arm. As I pass through the revolving doors and out into the car park, I feel him stir and start to wriggle. The girl is wailing now. My baby, where's my baby? I glance inside my coat. He opens his eyes. And they are the most exquisite blue. It's going to be okay. Maybe because he recognises his mother's voice, he starts to cry. Shush, shush now, I said, rocking him to get him back to sleep. So I put my little finger on his lips and immediately he stopped. For a few moments anyway. That's it, very good. Soothing him as he tried furiously to suckle. Because I'd seen other mothers doing this The security guard had come out through the revolving doors and was standing in the car park looking around. But I kept going. Past the exit barrier and out onto the street. I was thinking of the two of us, you see. The three of us. And all the things that we were going to do. That was Rainbow Baby, written by John O'Donnell. Avine McGinnity played the part of Marion. Sound supervision was by Tom Norton.
with thanks to Susan O'Loughlin. Rainbow Baby by John O'Donnell was directed by Goretti Slavin. If you or someone you know has been affected by any of the issues raised in tonight's play, you can find helpline information at rte.ie forward slash support. To listen back to this and other dramas, go to rte.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Sundays at 8pm. rte.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.